Hi, mamas, and welcome to another episode of Moms with Moms. Moms offering mom support with moms on microphones. Um, before we get started, I am super excited. I bought a new mic. I decided to invest in a high quality mic, $13, very high quality guys, because I just, I had my last session with Danielle and I loved her mic. So hopefully the sound quality sounds great. And if it's better, let me know. I also have a new video camera. So let me know if you guys like the quality of both of these and if we should keep them or if we should delete them. So now that I'm done talking about what I got, I have Samantha with me today. She's a friend of Jordan's who is on a couple of episodes. I think it was episode five where we talked about the holidays. And Samantha actually was talking on our post and said that she'd be interested. And when we were talking, we decided that it would be best to talk about postpartum. Um, I don't think we've really had any episodes where we talked about postpartum yet. Samantha, what are three things you think that our listeners should know about you? Um, so I am a first-time mom. I have a nine-month-old daughter. Um, I am. I was a teacher until this past summer. Um, I taught third grade at a private school, and then this past summer, I decided to be a stay-at-home mom this year and stay with my daughter. And also, I am working on my master's. I'm a grad student now, right, right now, too. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> Did you start going to get your master's when you had the baby, or were you going to get your master's before the baby? Um, I started after she was born. Do you find it easier... And do you think that you're more ambitious now than if you were to start it before she was born? I think so. I had graduated with my undergrad in 2020 and I kind of just like didn't have the ambition to start grad school right away. And after I had her, I was like, I need to do this. I need to get this done. (laughs) And do you miss teaching? I do. I subbed a few times this year and I just like got so excited seeing the kids again and just being in the classroom. But I also the whole drive there and the whole drive home, I'm like, I miss her so much. And on my breaks, FaceTiming her that I'm like, I know I made the right decision being home with her this year and like seeing all those milestones. So I do, but I am happy where I am too. (laughs) I think that the subbing probably helps because you get your little piece of getting your fix of like being the teacher and going to work and they're like okay yep I had my piece now I'm good to go yeah it definitely does what's your daughter's name I'm Savannah stop my best friend's name is Savannah really (laughs) great name yeah I wanted that name forever is there any like story behind it or you just like it no I just literally always loved that name and like as soon as we got pregnant I was like if it's a girl it's Savannah like no question (laughs) I like found out at a doctor's appointment, they were like, oh, you know that you're what you're having, right? And I was like, no. And they're like, oh, the blood work came back like weeks ago. Do you want to know? And I was like, yeah, but don't tell me, like put it in an envelope because my husband wasn't there. Like I wasn't expecting to find out that day. So they put it in an envelope and we like brought it home and we like opened it just quietly ourselves and found out it was a girl. And then we had a photo shoot scheduled to like do announcement photos. So we like popped a giant balloon with like pink confetti at our photo shoot and then we like shared the photos to announce like to family and friends that it was a girl yeah that's really exciting I like that it's cute it was like it's... nice doing it just the two of us too yeah 
you had it intimate first for you guys and then you were able to tell everybody else yeah I really like I like that I have nothing against gender reveal parties I think they're really great I personally would not do them for myself because I like the intimacy about like especially when it's your first you're sharing that with your partner like you want to share those milestones together not really with everybody else (laughs) exactly we love them but like this is our thing now yeah I was like I want to know first I don't want to like have a gender keeper (laughs) no and they'll sit there and be like I know what it is and you don't yeah that would drive me crazy like please just tell me I won't tell anyone (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'll act surprised I promise yeah so all right let's talk about postpartum all right let's do it (laughs) what was the worst part of postpartum for you I think I thought I knew like exactly what to expect like we took a birthing class at the hospital like Mm -hmm. I knew people that were moms I'm like I I know what to expect I know what's gonna happen and then so many things happened that I was like what 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 like like starting right from the hospital like the emotions you just you really cannot fathom the emotions you're gonna feel after birth you think you like oh like yeah I'll be emotional no it is a hundred times more than you could imagine at least it it's, was <laughs> it's almost worse I think postpartum than it is pregnancy wise too I was like like I don't really I didn't really cry like my entire pregnancy but postpartum mm-hmm. like I think I cried for like two days after I gave birth like two days it's, straight it's I was not funny crying. but <laughs> I was just crying over everything what do you think was like the craziest thing that you cried over like the funniest thing that you cried over so we were I gave birth on a Thursday morning really early and they had said we could stay two nights and I was like yeah that's what I want to do as a first-time mom so we were supposed to be discharged Saturday morning and after dinner Friday they come in and they say there's no more beds in the hospital um and my husband's gonna have to go home and stay and me and my baby are gonna share a room with another mom and baby and I it was like obviously that's a good reason to cry right your plan just got messed up so I'm crying and they're like well you can get discharged tonight it's been over 24 hours so I was like okay yeah like that's what we're gonna do we're gonna go home and I was like so excited we were gonna bring our baby home like we're getting discharged that night like usually discharge takes a while people say and ours was like within like 30 minutes they had all the papers signed and we're like starting to get us packed up to leave because they needed the room so bad um and I was like ready to go. We packed up. I had my coat on. And then like the midwife came in and just like double checked that I had no questions. And I was like, no, I'm great. And then like as we're walking out, I'm hysterical crying. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm not ready. <laughs> and I was like, what if something bad happens? And they're like, you got like you got this. You're okay. And like I knew I was, but it was just like it's hilarious to look back on how emotional I was in that moment because I was completely fine. Like I was so excited to leave, and it just I just hit me. My boyfriend Jimmy and I were talking about it, and I talked about it with a couple of people. It's like okay, here's your baby, here you go, and it's like okay, wait a minute, I'm not ready, but I am because yeah. you kind of have to be. But what makes you think that I'm ready to be a mom? You know what to do, but you're like well, what if something goes wrong? Or what if what if she won't latch or eat? Like, then what do I do? Like, you guys have been here for me for 24 hours, 24-7. And now I have to go home and I have to do everything all by myself without having to be like, 
wait a minute, is it okay if I, if I use this wipe? Is it okay if I put them in this? Is it okay if I lay on the couch and do this with them type of thing? Yeah. So yeah, I get that. That's crazy. You were there for two days. Yeah. I went in oh Wednesday my- night at like 11.30. My water, like I, my labor was really, really quick. My water broke in bed. By the time I got there, I was four centimeters, 90% effaced. Oh, wow. I didn't even have contractions. I had no idea that I was in labor. I just went because my water broke. Um, oh. By two o'clock, I was seven centimeters. And by, before seven o'clock, she was born and here at seven in the morning on the next day. Oh, yeah, so it was very quick. And then we wow. went that Friday, like right after. So did you have any family or anybody that like came to visit you at the hospital or at home? Yeah. So that was the other thing that was like so hard postpartum. <laughs> I had, so my mom was there with my husband when I gave birth. And then I had some fam, my dad and his wife stopped by and my grandparents stopped by at the hospital. That was it at the hospital. And then when I got home, that wasn't like part of the reason I didn't want to go home is because everyone was like, oh, let me know when you're home. Let me know when you're home. And I, I thought I'd be so excited for everyone to come see her, but mm-hmm. I was like, this is my baby. Like, I don't want you to touch her. I don't want her to get sick. I don't want, I don't want to let go of her. I don't want to share her with anybody right now. Like she's mine. And it was so hard because I knew people wanted to come see her, but I also like, I wasn't ready for, to let go of her and share her. And I also like your, your body is nothing that you're used to so it's like you're trying to get used to who you are and look like and then you're trying to take care of this baby and then people just want to pop in constantly and it's it's like exhausting but you also like I I felt bad like saying no but I like looking back at it now I wish I had set those boundaries and been like yeah. I not yet not yet you know um but yeah that was hard to there was times where I would hand her off and I like wanted like my mom, like my mom had already met her and held her and I was fine with her being here. And I would like give her to her to hold her. And then like five minutes later, I'm crying. And she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I don't know. I just want her back. Like, I think one thing that I'm really like thankful for is that I put boundaries in place before. I I definitely pissed off some people. And I honestly, I don't care because I had uh, two friends who had babies before me. And I really like talked to them about it. And I sat down and I told my boyfriend and I said, no one's coming for the first two weeks. Nobody's allowed to come. The only people that are allowed to come are my mom, your mom, my dad, and my stepmom. And that's it. I don't think I'd be willing to like let go of my baby. I don't think I would be okay with like, this is my brand new baby. You want to hold my baby? Like, no, go clean my house. Yeah. (laughs) I would be like, well, like, I really need laundry done. Like, then they'd be like, do you want me to hold the baby? And it's like, I'm postpartum. I can't, my laundry's downstairs. I can't get up, carry the laundry downstairs and do the laundry. That's like, I'd rather sit here and hold her if you want to help me with the laundry. Well, it's, I'm sure you've seen it because it's so popular now. It's all over social media. The the post that says, um, hold the mother, not the baby. And so true like you are so excited to see that baby but you don't know the emotions that we're dealing with you don't know that that baby only feels the comfort of us and our scent and the warmth of us before I had her like I 
would be that person who would be like, is there anything you need? Like, let me know when you're up for visitors. I mean, I didn't stop by as soon as they like had the baby, but I didn't understand like the, to offer that help when they first come home, you know? And now that Mm-hmm. I know it, like if one of my friends has a baby, like I'm going to drop off a meal. I'm going to ask if she needs laundry done or if she needs to shower or if there's something in her house that needs to get cleaned up or if she needs a grocery store run, because those are the things that just, you don't think about offering to help with and it piles up like I remember our dishes being so high because we both were just like focused on parenting at those first few weeks they're the things that they need like they probably don't want you holding their child and it's funny as I mentioned we didn't have anybody come we weren't allowing anybody except like immediate come see us for two weeks once we said hey the two weeks is up whoever wants to come see us can come see us I think one person reached out out of all of my friends and all of my families one person reached out and said, hey, let's plan a time for me to come and see the baby. And it's funny that that happened because I think if I allowed people to come the first, like the first week that he was born, we probably would have had nonstop visitors. But afterwards, no one came. There's there's a lot of people. mm, I'm sure my family watches this. There's a lot of people in my family who haven't seen him or haven't met him. And I don't have a closed door policy. Like I have an open door policy. You want to come see us. You want to come meet the baby. Come to my house. Like come here, come to me. I don't know if you feel the same way. It's a lot to pack our kids up and bring them to another place. That's your home. Just come to us. And I'm probably not going to say no. Like, I feel like my daughter does a lot better like seeing other people here than she does going other places because it's a new environment and a new person that she's adjusting to versus I'm in my environment. I just have to get used to this person. And she just seems so much more comfortable with people within our home than other homes. And I think you feel more comfortable. So I feel like that's, they feel our, our feelings and stuff too, is like we're more comfortable because we know where everything is. Whereas when you go to some places, um, somebody else's house it's not that you don't have the things it's just it's a lot easier when you're home especially now like my daughter's mobile now and it's like she's crawling and pulling herself up to standing on everything and it's like other people's houses aren't childproof and I wouldn't expect them to be if they don't have a baby you know so it's easier here mm-hmm. like I know I cleaned my floors recently and she'll be fine on the fly no there's nothing she can pull down in this room on herself and get into anything just makes it easy I like what you said you talked about the postpartum of right after the hospital and the emotions of like crying and overwhelmment what else have you experienced the weirdest thing for me was first of all I didn't know night sweats were a thing postpartum I don't know if you had them but It was so bad. I mean, I had my daughter in March. So like the heat's on in the house. It's winter. It's cold outside still. And I was, I would wake up like drenched and I Mm -hmm. would be turning the heat down, turning the fan on in the bedroom. My poor husband's like, it's freezing. What are you doing? And I'm like, I'm so hot. And I didn't, it took me like, I think like five days before I actually realized it was a symptom of postpartum. Like I didn't know night sweats were a thing. And of course, like with that comes you know, like the different smells of your body that you're not used to postpartum, like 
milk. Everything smells like spoiled milk <laughs> from breastfeeding. Yeah, like even things that came out of the washer, I'm like, does this still smell like milk? Am I crazy? Do you smell it? And my husband's like, no, I think that's clean. <laughs> um, but yeah, just like adjusting to that and like my clothes, like not like trying to figure out what you're gonna wear. Like Nothing. this is too tight, but like your post, like your pre pregnancy clothes are like too big, and you're kind of like in this weird in between where you're like, I'm not gonna go out and buy clothes for this time period. No. Like, what do I wear? What am I comfortable in? And I was like, I've never breastfed before. I was a first time mom. So like that took so long to adjust and get comfortable to figure out. So like, what shirt am I going to wear that I can do this easily? Because I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm not going to lie. If I'm home, I am not wearing a bra. I'm wearing probably a crop top because it's easier for me to just pop them babies out. But that had been hard because you probably had so many people coming in and out of your house. So you, did you like feel uncomfortable nursing in front of people? Yeah. It, well, so she didn't latch on her own. I had to use a nipple shield for like the yep. first times. So it's not like I could just like latch her and go. It was like, I had to get the nipple shield down, put it on and make sure it was placed right. So it was like a process. Like I had, I couldn't just put her under a blanket. I had to see what I was doing. And it was like, it was awkward. And I it was awkward for me awkward for her to try to get her figured out while still trying to like hold this blanket and not like flash everybody yeah. and I didn't have like too many people like they were respectful like I just have a really big family immediate family like yeah. I have a lot of aunts and uncles and stuff um but the only like boundary we did have was people wore masks which was nice because like if I had to feed or something they would go into another room and like kind of take their mask off and have like a mask break while I fed um so oh, good yeah so that way I was able to kind of figure it out or I would go to my bedroom and do it but yeah I couldn't do it around people the first couple of weeks it was just I didn't have enough hands to figure it out <laughs> no and especially I use an official for a little while too so I know exactly how it is is you have to get that stupid little thing on just right because if, if it's not lined up <laughs> they're not gonna get anything out <laughs> And it's probably going to hurt you or they're going to get frustrated. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you still breastfeeding now? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Do you feel more confident now? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Nine months in and I'm finally like, oh, I can do this. <laughs> You're just like, yep, what's that baby out? Here we go. Yep, so much easier now. Like I just put the blanket over and I can do it all without looking. Before it was not like that at all. <laughs> I don't even wear a blanket anymore because I I wear like like stuff like big chunky things that if I can just put him like I can literally just take it and put him under and just pull it out and it's so much easier because I don't have to bring that stupid blanket I can just take it and pop it out but you're right it came with time it My didn't happen overnight she is so nosy like she has any sound or movement around us she's got to stop and like peek out and see what's going on out there so I have like I I do do the shirt sometimes depending where I am but like that blanket <laughs> my saving grace to like grab every time she's like what's going on out there <laughs> so you got the sweats the emotions did you have any like depression or anxiety um, I think I had anxiety. I did like, yeah. so like they don't set up that first check-in until six months or six weeks, sorry. 
the six-week check-in and I actually made an appointment before my six-week because first of all I thought I was like bleeding for too long like I wasn't sure and then um I also just like was like I think I have the anxiety like I didn't think I had the depression but I was so like there were nights where I would stay up until like like I would get sad knowing it was nighttime and I was gonna have to put her in her bassinet to sleep and I would stay awake and just like watch her like is she breathing is she okay like like keeping track of the time does she need to eat again like I would just stress myself out so much and I know like a lot of that's normal in the beginning like the first couple nights you don't sleep you just like the, you're just watching them and making sure they're okay. But mine lasted like, like over two months, like maybe three months. I was just like constantly keeping myself up till like two, three in the morning, watching her and making sure she was okay and that she was like feeding. And I was, I exhausted myself. <laughs> it wasn't even her. It was me keeping myself up. Did you have like the the freak outs of, oh my God, they're not breathing. I need to go make sure they're not breathing. They're, they're actually breathing. Yeah. And she, so we have like the owlet monitor on her foot. And even with that, I, I have like the bassinet that was like a side by side. So it went right up against yeah. my head. So I would just lay there and stare at her, like to make sure I could see her chest moving or like that she was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I definitely had some postpartum anxiety. And I also like the first couple of weeks when I was home, I was so scared for like my husband to leave the house like I was just like so scared that something was gonna happen to us like I don't know if you had that too but like I was like I didn't want him to leave I didn't I was so worried about keeping everyone okay and our well-beings like my anxiety was just definitely heightened I don't feel like the anxiety is talked about as much as the depression yeah the more I've talked to like moms in our our generation who are moms now not like our generation age, but like our generation now, a lot of moms get the anxiety piece of postpartum and not really the depression spot or like what I think of before, now I know it's different. Before when I was like thinking about postpartum and before I did like research, I always thought that postpartum was being really depressed and not bonding with your baby. Little did I know that it's also anxiety of not wanting to leave your baby and thinking something bad's going to happen to your baby and thinking something bad's going to happen in general. And it's not talked about. Yeah, it's it's really not. Like like you said, I've heard about like the depression and the not bonding, mm-hmm. but mine was the opposite. Like I loved this baby so much. I was like terrified of something bad happening to her or to my husband and what were we going to do and like I just never wanted mm-hmm. anyone to leave the house <laughs> I remember so many times like Jimmy and I would be sitting my boyfriend Jimmy and I would be sitting on the couch like watching a movie which we're not even really watching we're just kind of sitting there at this point but we're watching a movie and I kept being like I don't think he's breathing go check to see if he's breathing and he would always sit there and be like no he's fine he's fine I'm like nope just go check his breathing this poor man would have to get up all of the time to go check his breathing because I know if I went in there, I would just pick him up and hold him and not put him back down. But yeah, there's still some nights, I don't know about you, he's six and a half months and there's still some nights where I'm like, is he still breathing? Because now he does this new saying where um, he's laying on his stomach and snuggles like this. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, stop. You're going to make me go crazy. How are you breathing? <laughs> So I finally, like, 
was sleeping fine and then she started sleeping on her stomach and she when she first would roll on her stomach she'd be like face down on the mattress and I'm like tilt your head tilt your head and I would sit there and stare at her like please tilt your head and I roll her back over and the pediatrician was like it's fine like if she can get herself into that position she can get herself out at this point like she wasn't swaddled um with her arms in anymore or anything but I was like are you sure like it does it keeps you like even now like I remember like when she was first home, like every time my husband would get up to like go to the bathroom or get a drink or something, I'm like, can you just like check on her on your way by? Can you just make sure she's breathing on your way by? And even now, like she's nine months old and if she's like napping without her outlet on somewhere, I'm like, can you just like peek on her? <laughs> I really am, I was really glad to have it when we came home from the hospital. It was like my peace of mind where I was like, if you do fall asleep, it's okay, this will be like, that was how I, I could- go off and tell you. Yeah. I'm um, moving on. <laughs> what else? Um, like one thing of advice that someone gave me when I was postpartum was to join these Facebook groups. Like, I don't know if you're in some of these. I'm in like a breastfeeding mama's group and mm-hmm. just like some other new mom groups. And I joined some of them during my pregnancy and they are so helpful. Like sometimes like, first of all, there's never a stupid question, but if you're ever like, I don't like, I want to ask this, but like, maybe you don't have someone in your life that you're close enough to ask them, or you're like embarrassed yeah. to ask this group, search it. Cause someone probably already asked it. <laughs> like, search or the- also, I feel like you don't want to ask someone cause you don't want their opinion. Yeah. And it's not that they're doing anything wrong. It's just, you don't, you wouldn't do it the way that they do it and what they choose to do so I think those groups are really nice like you said because then you can find someone who might give you like the advice like oh gosh okay that is something that I actually would try or want to try yeah they give a lot of like recommendations or like is this normal like of course Mm -hmm. it's checked by your doctor if you're not sure but it also can give you peace of mind when your doctor's office is closed to like get through till the morning when you want to call or something like that Mm -hmm. okay so what are the three things that you would like to tell mom regarding postpartum or just in general that you didn't know that you wish you had had known? Um, well, one thing would be your routine doesn't have to look like anyone else's. Like my daughter stayed up, like I felt like I needed to know, like she needed to have a kid's bedtime, you know, like right off the bat and they don't. Like she's now that she's nine months she goes to bed around like 8 30 and that's great but the first couple months like she was up till 12 one o'clock in the morning sometimes and that was just her awake window and there was no changing that off the bat and that's okay Mm -hmm. our routine my husband didn't we didn't switch on and off during the night because I was breastfeeding so he would sleep all night and then he would take her in the morning so that I could sleep until her next feeding and a lot of people would always be like, oh, make sure you're taking turns. But that didn't work for us at night. So yeah. your routine doesn't have to like anyone else's. Find the routine that works for you. And if that's what works, stick with it. Um, my other thing would be set your boundaries. You know, even if you get pushed back, I had pushed back, um, like I said earlier, about people wearing masks. But that was something that I saw as super important around my baby, especially during flu and RSV season. So set your boundaries. And if you get pushed back, you get pushed back, but you're making the right choice for your family if that's what you think. Um, and the third thing I think would be um, like, don't be afraid to ask for help. It's, I wish I knew like 
that like in my in the first couple of weeks home like it's okay to ask these questions it's okay to ask for help and it's okay to ask someone to come over and just like sit with you even if you don't ask them to hold the baby just to keep you company maybe you need someone to talk to or vent to mm -hmm. I think I like your last I mean I like all of them but your last one is so perfect because I think that's the hardest thing is it's almost like you don't want to admit that you need help because you are a first-time mom. It's like, I don't want to admit that I need help because it's, I don't want people to think that I'm, I can't be a mom. I don't want to be a mom and that I'm a bad mom, but that's not the case at all. Like you're in first-time mom, you're dealing with all of these emotions. And again, I think this is something that I talk about in every episode, loss of identity. Like you don't know who you are. You're trying to figure out who you are on top of all of these emotions that are literally all over the place. So everything changes. And having someone, like you said, to just come over and talk to, to be like, am I crazy? And then to be like, nope, nope, you're not. That's normal. It's okay. Like what you're dealing with is fine. You, you need to. Sometimes you would get like stir crazy. Like you don't want to go out anywhere with this brand new baby, but you're also like been in this house for weeks, staring at the wall, like, and it's nice to just like have that adult company sometimes too. Like my husband was home the first two weeks, but then he went back to work because I wanted him to save his leave for when I went back to work. So it was like, sometimes you got lonely and you wanted someone to come sit mm -hmm. with you just to talk during the day. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just want to like vent like, oh, we, we didn't get any sleep last night or, you know, like you just want to say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> or like, it's nice to have like that safe space. My, my boyfriend's phenomenal. He's great. Sometimes I need to vent about him because it's a jealousy factor of being like the default parent is I'm mad that you can do certain things. It doesn't mean I don't love you and that you're not a great dad, but having a mom who understands that and still respects your, your spouse is so important too, because you're right. Sometimes you need to just vent about them because you, you're waking up all night feeding the baby he gets to sleep in so it's like he got so much sleep and now he's complaining he's tired like he probably is because he does it too just in a different way yeah, definitely especially with my husband like going back to work I was like but I'm home all the time you know like but like obviously he wanted to be home with her too and I'm extremely grateful that he went back to work because we needed that but it's like the emotions you're just trying to balance like how much your life is changing versus them you know like you said the the things you're taking on and doing that you're not seeing a change in their routine oh they're still getting up and going to work and I'm doing this and that but it's like you can't I couldn't compare because I'm grateful that I wasn't going to work like he was it is it is definitely hard and it's I think it's it's not fair to them for us to feel that way about them but I also feel like it's totally normal and that it's understandable on our parts I do think it's sometimes selfish for them because they like you said they're going to work they're doing things and they're providing and they're doing different stuff so it's not like they're not doing anything and if they had the choice they would probably stay with us too <laughs> but the world doesn't work like that so unfortunately <laughs> we're not like all these countries where you get to have so much time with your baby yeah like months on end <laughs> like could you imagine we what is wrong with us why are we not doing that I think 
I think that would eliminate a lot of postpartum anxiety and depression is both parents staying home because it's a lot for both parents, but especially moms who have all those emotions. I think that if a dad were to be able to stay home for a little bit longer to help that mom out, she probably would not have as much anxiety and depression. Just saying. All right. Is there anything else that you think that you want to add before we close out? I don't think so. I think that's it. Just go easy on yourselves, mamas. If you're in the postpartum, it will get easier. And whatever you're going through is probably completely normal. And even if it doesn't seem like it, someone else is probably going through the exact same thing. (laughs) As Samantha said, please reach out. Like, don't be alone. There's so many people out there. Send me a DM. Let me know. And we're here for you. You're not alone. All right. I'm the only one who drank this whole time, but cheers. <laughs> you can have a sip now. I have the same exact coffee cup. So do you? Target, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure was Target. <laughs> Thank you, Samantha, so much for joining. It was a pleasure having you on and taking the time to talk about your postpartum journey and sharing with us your tips and how how real anxiety can be during postpartum. Thank you so much for having me. It was so fun to talk and vent with someone, a mom who totally gets it. <laughs> no problem. It's always here for you. All right. So guys, if you liked this episode, um, please hit the like button and hit the subscribe button. So that way you get notifications about the next episode that's coming up. And if you want to follow my TikTok, because we're no longer banned, if you want to follow my TikTok, my Instagram, or my Facebook for daily reels, um, tips and tricks. Also, just kind of me being an overstimulated mom and not a bougie aesthetic mom, follow. Here's my links for both of them here. TikTok is a little bit different, so I'm going to put my TikTok right here. And if you want to be on the show, I love having any different mom on here, any walks of the realm. It's really important for other moms to hear other stories and to see if they can connect with somebody else. So please send me a DM, a comment, or just let me know if you want to be on the show. And as always, moms, I hope you're surviving and thriving because moms, that's what we do. Bye, besties.